0: The views expressed on the International Internet Strangers Mixtape do not necessarily reflect the views of the United States, the United Kingdom, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals or postal services. Uh, welcome, beautiful babies, once again to the International Internet Strangers Mixtape. Uh, I am trying to slowly adjust the name from podcast to mixtape because I think it better represents us.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, my name is Damon.
1: And my name is Zen.
0: Uh, we are your marvelous hosts here on the show. You probably assume that much.
1: We try, uh, we try.
0: So what we're, <laughs> what we're doing on the show is uh, going through mixtapes that Zen and I have made for each other uh, over the past 20 years of knowing each other strictly on the internet day uh we're doing part three of my uh part three of the second disc of the first uh mix that i made for zen uh the full title is 154 minutes spent pondering issues related to nothing at all uh i am perfectly happy to abbreviate it to simply 120 or 154 minutes (laughs) (laughs) 120 minutes is my
1: abbreviation yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um so today, uh, what I wanted to start the show off with, uh, Zen, I saw you were playing uh, Hurdle. Oh yeah, uh, yep. So I, like immediately after Wordle came out, I blocked um, Wordle from my Twitter feed, like the word, <laughs> just because I I, want, I didn't know what the game was. All I saw was people posting squares and uh, the, the word Wordle. So Fair. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't need to see this. Um, but, uh, it's cert- spawned a bunch of other, uh, variations. Um, yeah, there's Do- so many. Well. And there's, there's, there's numbers ones.
1: One. There's yeah. One's in yeah. different languages. Like you just said, quartle quote, Yeah. Um,
0: I I'd be distinctly surprised if, uh, there's not a Pokemon guessing game called Squirtle. Oh yeah. Very I thought good. of that one this morning. <laughs> um, but hurdle is, uh, it's like a name that tune yeah mm mm-hmm. mhm so uh, how how does how does like the the gameplay go on that one
1: so i think you get something like six guesses the first guess is 1 second so the first second of a song okay and then you can either guess or skip and then you get like a 3 second segment and then it go i think it goes up slightly slightly longer intervals until you get like you know your final guess is something like 10 seconds
0: oh, okay okay so it did remind me of a game that I've been playing f- on. Uh, I mean, back when I played games on Facebook is when this started it was, uh, I, it's probably been over five years now, mm-hmm. uh, a game called song pop, um, eagle eyed listeners, eagle eared listeners will, <laughs> uh, remember that I've given out my, uh, you know, if you want to come play song pop with me, I've, I've given that info out on the show before. Um, but Hurdle reminded me uh, of, of that. And I, I figured, hey, I can plug my phone into the soundboard. Let's... So specifically, it's Song Pop 2 if you want to play along. And uh, basically, it goes like this. You challenge another user. Um, so I'm going to hit play my turn. I've been challenged to 80s versus 2000s. So uh the the clip starts playing, you get four options. Mm -hmm. Um They'll they'll either give you artists or song titles from within that playlist. Okay. Uh so I did very poorly. All I got there was oops, I did it again and uh, wherever, whenever. Um,
1: yeah same
0: (laughs) ones i missed were overkill if if i had listened a touch longer i would have gotten overkill by men at work probably never would have gotten gypsy road by cinderella or roll me away by bob seger
1: no
0: so that was challenged to me so now i pick my playlist um and in game coins you buy playlists you win them through certain things uh and you get they uh they bring up three of your playlists you choose uh i will go with four letter words okay which is a a fun a fun gimmicky mixtape playlist (laughs)
1: Okay. Again,
0: not very good. I got uh, <laughs> two of the of the five. Uh so it was Zulu by Santana, give by you me at six. Oh wow, Dive by Nirvana, Home by Philip Phillips, and Vibe by There's an accent over these, so I'm gonna say Jeanne. Okay. Not just Zane, Z-H-A-N-E. And then like forgetting consecutive uh consecutive yes is correct you earn mastery points on the playlist and you unlock more songs and you get badges and that keeps you playing
1: mm, gamification so, absolutely yeah. I think I probably would have got dive but that's about it on that one um,
0: and the the fun part about it is uh, certain playlists you, uh, you you do often enough that songs you've never heard become songs you know three seconds of <laughs> And then songs you hear sometimes uh, in your regular life are completely reframed when they get to the where the song pop clip starts.
1: Mm.
0: It just it kind of gives you a, a, a particular juice. So uh, let's see. Yeah, if, if any of you beautiful babies... Oh, that's not the button I wanted to press. Uh, want to come play? Uh, my username is Goathead Enterprises. All one word. You can come uh, guess songs with me. Be silly.
1: Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's, I mean, it won't be a spoiler by the time this comes out, but I was absolutely kicking myself over today's hurdle. It was, uh, in retrospect, should have got it. Should have got it. It was an easy one. It was, um, are you playing? Can I tell you? Uh, I'm I'm way? not. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I'm, uh, I'm fine.
1: It was Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus. How oh. How did I not get that?
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, sometimes it all depends on where the clip picks up.
1: Mm. So this it, is always the beginning.
0: Oh, always the beginning. See, see, that's tough on some songs, too. I uh, was just playing Song Pop before the show today. Uh, and on the playlist Oasis Best Of,
1: mm.
0: the, uh, the clip they play from Do You Know What I Mean? is from the very beginning, which uh, is the airplane takeoff sound. So it starts <laughs> from silence. And if if you play the that playlist frequently enough you'll know oh it's silent right now that's you know what i mean and that i just wasn't ready for it um mm-hmm. so yeah uh before uh before we jump into the playlist uh i do have a couple items here uh one, the the venue where i saw uh, mxpx and less than jake in norwich is the waterfront not oh. the wharf um it could have been a contender um, and then I just would like to apologize uh, to my co-host for London-splaining The Clash's most London-y song to an actual Londoner. <laughs> my bad there. So.
1: <laughs> you are forgiven. love uh, it. But...
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, when we last left off, I thought we did have time to uh, do at least one more song, but then I liked the way the next batch of songs grouped together um let me actually pull up that information so i have it without listening to it honestly this all should be committed to memory (laughs) at this point um docs
1: yeah I, i i seem to remember whether it was intentional or not you did have some nice little uh
0: little I was groupings say
1: triptics then is that's definitely not the word I meant like Ooh. little trilogies of songs
0: yeah well I when I when I did uh when my primary medium was cassettes uh what I would do is two to three songs per artist uh and then move on that was my my typical method which felt good on a tape it didn't ever feel quite right on a cd mm. I I it still that still feels true I can't fully explain the uh the aesthetics behind it but yeah I guess the tape there's, you got, like, there's something to be to said three. for
1: like the skippability of cds like it was just more of a faff to to skip through a song on a tape i don't know
0: yeah that's true yeah and you can't put a tape on shuffle
1: yeah exactly
0: uh let's, oh yeah we finished up with 311 our uh uh yeah, we almost almost recorded again on three eleven day, but I think we'll we this will, this will be good because we actually get to put the band three eleven to sleep for oh, at least eight months <laughs> and not have to worry about them again. Uh, oh yeah 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 okay. So for uh, for this next song, I I do have my sound clip set up, but what I want to do because of the nature of this song and its relationship to me i want to try and uh hit the post as it were we talked about this before where you talk up to where the the vocals kick in Mm -hmm. and it's just that kind of song for me um let's make sure our volume's okay and then i can talk over that that's can you hear that over the song that was a practice (laughs) all right on a saturday morning this is uh magic 93.1 i am commodore sizzle talking to you through your morning commute you want to stay off the i-84 it's a bit crowded is uh, the Jim Blossoms. Tell me think be right. I almost typed it right. I to try to try to try
1: to try tonight. <laughs> you see I'm in no shape, but I, I I stopped before the before, uh, no vocal, at least. Just an you pitch. know it might not be that bad. You were the best i ever had. And if I hadn't blown the whole thing years ago, I may not be love. Tomorrow we can travel around this town. Let the cops chase around. Past is
0: going to something that might be found to take his praise. Hey, Jealousy. All right, so that is, as uh Commodore Sizzle mentioned, the uh, Hey, Jealousy by the Jim Blossoms, which is, man, it is a song that I, is just from the radio. Mm. It is It is pure. I, I did, through BMG, uh, get outside looking in the best of the Jim Blossoms because they, they had so many excellent radio singles. Uh, hey, Jealousy, Follow You Down, Found Out About You, others <laughs> that aren't coming to me uh, at this hour. But yeah, So so much on the radio. I figured it had to be a band that I would love overall like it had to be more than just that and it's a good compilation um there's songs i didn't know that i know now and i I like Mm -hmm. but but really it's just the power of those singles man they're untouchable for me just the exact mid-90s alternative pop there's good guitar there's they're very sad (laughs) You know, if if I hadn't blown the whole thing years ago, I might be here with you. Like that's, that's a lyric, man. That, that hit Damon Jr. just right on the radio.
1: Prime angst. Um, Yeah. 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 They're just, I mean, I, to be honest, knew nothing, still know nothing about this band, but they're just like, like you say, radio kind of background, solid, you know, alternative pop. They, they really remind me actually of, um, we, we went on holiday a few times to this place kind of near Napoli in Italy and they have an American, I want to say air base, maybe naval base. I don't know. It's a port. Um, but that means they have the, the, like the American radio station, which is really random because you'll be tuning through the radio and it's all Italian stuff. And then it's just you know i was gonna do the accent then not gonna do it uh oh come on (laughs) like you just did you know some american guy being like you know and up next the gin blossoms yeah
0: yeah it's it's so yeah and they were the so so sometimes on on a movie um especially a movie that's like really a soundtrack movie like empire records there's one song that that's in the movie where where you really think this is the one that they kind of built it around Mm. this is the the biggest pop hit before the movie comes out that they you know are selling the soundtrack around and man that that empire Records soundtrack that is that that was real solid mid-90s alternative pop just all the way around you got uh Oh, I don't know the, the the specific of the title, so I might be saying more words than I need to, but mm-hmm. Never Met a Girl Like You Before by Edwin Collins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got... <clears throat> oh, a, a fun thing. So during the Pixies hiatus after um, the the initial breakup in the early 90s, obviously Frank Black went on to his solo stuff, uh, Frank Black and the Catholics and, and all that. Uh, Kim Deal uh, did The Breeders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh gosh, I'm losing my factoid (laughs) as we speak. Who
1: We were on Empire Records. uh, We went off onto the Pixies.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to get the the correct details of it. Uh, Who is it? Oh, yeah. Um, Pixies drummer David Lovering, I think I got that right, uh, went on to do focus on his magic career. And then uh, guitarist Joey Santiago formed a band with his wife uh, called the Martinis. And uh, they've got a song over, I think it's over the opening of uh, maybe it's, Oh, it's opening and closing of uh, empire records called free. It's a beautiful little song. Kind of sound, sounds like the cranberries, uh nice airy female vocal. It's, it's a great little song.
1: Yeah, that that works. I'm pretty sure they also have the cranberries on that soundtrack. Uh.
0: Yeah, um Circle of Friends? No. Uh Circle of Friends is Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh yeah, but there there is a cranberry, like a lesser Cranberry song, like a fun hidden Cranberry song.
1: No.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I th- I think that's it for Gin Blossoms. Um uh, okay.
1: Maria came from Nashville with a suitcase in her hand She says she'd like to meet a boy who looks like Elvis And she walks along the edge of where the ocean meets the land Just like she's walking on a wire in the circus She parks her car outside of my house and takes her clothes off Says she's close to understanding Jesus
0: and she knows she's more than just a little misunderstood she has trouble acting normal and she's nervous right here. Yeah. uh from 1993's your nope that's not the name of the album i almost I almost uh called it yourself or someone like you from uh it's not this desert life that's a third album august and everything after <laughs> That's uh round here by the Counting Crows. Once more, uh, Pop Radio Magic ninety three point one bringing you maximum angst. Just, just absolutely at the peak. Like if if you want to and uh, re-listening to this mix and, and listening to Round Here a couple of times recently, I realized if you want to go to karaoke and you want to really showboat. <laughs> you're not a great singer necessarily, but you can, you can put some, some emotion behind it (laughs) round here is wall to wall vocal. There's never more than like three or four seconds without Adam singing. Right. Once, once the vocal kicks in Mm. wall to wall, just (laughs) really reaching down for it. So, so that's, that's absolutely my recommendation. Um,
1: so so you think that is a a karaoke potential success story for someone I,
0: I don't know if it's i like for pleasing the crowd, who knows, but if you really want <laughs> if you really want to just belt something out that's not a bunch of high yeah. notes and and long sustained things i I definitely and especially like if you if you are kind of a counting crows fan if you've heard live counting crows stuff um you know he's very loose with the the structure of the song in, in a live performance, so you can switch things up. Like if there's something you've heard on a live record that it kind of tickles your fancy, so you go ahead and grip that. Really throw people off. Really, really uh, <laughs> let that let that particular. I mean, thing that, shine. that's what
1: you want from a karaoke performance, right? Unsettling, <laughs>
0: <thinking.
1: laughs> make them feel uncomfortable,
0: <laughs> make them really think about their <laughs> lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Counting Crows, again, were not one that were really on my radar. I mean, obviously, I know the big, like, you know, Mr. Jones, and they did, like, a cover of Big Yellow Taxi, yeah. I think, but aside from that.
0: And uh, if if uh, you have a copy of my Christmas mix, do I ever send you one of those? <laughs> uh, they've got uh, Long December, which ah, was... Okay. Maybe not their most enduring hit, but I think at the time it was probably their biggest uh, radio success, Mm -hmm. maybe. It's the one I remember seeing the music video for more than I remember Mr. Jones or Around Here. Um, It's got Courtney Cox in it because Adam Duritz was dating actresses that you wouldn't expect. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> a, a guy who looks like Adam Durritz to be dating. Uh, yeah. So he
1: he had dreadlocks, right? Does he still have dreadlocks? He, Does he, he still have hair? Does he, still he Okay.
0: So if you watch, uh, so uh, Vice, the the channel Vice has a series called Dark Side of the '90s, and mm-hmm. all the Vice stuff I watch, I watch on Hulu. So you might be able to find it on Disney Plus. I don't know. Um, cause Pam and Tommy was a, a Hulu thing here. It was Disney plus, uh, internationally. So maybe, but yeah, mm-hmm. if you look up dark side of the nineties, there's an episode about the Viper room and, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the LA music scene around that, uh, time in the early, early to middle nineties. And they interview Adam Duritz, modern Adam Duritz, who does not have the dreadlocks at all. It's just regular mm-hmm. hair. And I thought before they, they showed his name on the screen, I didn't realize that was Adam Duritz. I thought that was uh Dino Stamatopoulos, who people might know as Starburns from Community. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, yeah. dear. oh dear. Oh um,
0: dear, But what what he like he loved the Viper Room because his little, you know, uh Van Morrison sort of folk Rocky LA band got incredibly huge, incredibly quickly. And he's got a look that's hard to mistake. Um, So he liked being at the Viper room where everyone was more famous than him. And he would (laughs) hop behind the bar and bartend and get the, the regular bartenders, huge tips. And that's where he met uh, Courtney Cox. I think he dated Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston at some point. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but, yeah. Uh, so, and so Counting Crows, I think if I had made this one year later, it would have been something from Recovering the Satellites. Um, hmm. Because, again, that fame hit him weird. And so the second album is dark. Like the way Round Here is kind of the darkest moment on uh, August and Everything After. Maybe the darkest. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't listened to the whole album in a while, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, the other side of the coin to Mr. Jones, which is this fun, jangly pop number. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, the whole of, uh, recovering the satellites is, a, you know, fame is difficult. There are two different songs where he sings, leave my sister alone.
1: There's got to be a story there.
0: Uh, and ends, uh, two different songs I think talking about him leaving like it's very yeah. dark uh, but I hadn't fully gotten into that record when I made this um, so it was it was definitely oh the other reason around here because it's one of the many uh, Maria references in the Counting Crows oeuvre and going back to uh, you know disc A track 2 uh, Oh Maria by Beck that uh, a girl who visited from Pennsylvania the summer between eighth and ninth grade, ninth and tenth. Just, just not like a strong consideration, but definitely a lingering sure. one. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, teenage brains, yeah. hilarious. Uh, t- talking about darker albums, exactly, yeah. um, and a little callback to to the last episode. I did check out Maladroit by Weezer, and I did like it. Oh, course. Cool. So there we go
0: yeah it's weird right
1: yeah it's very weird it's not what i was expecting um but yeah there's some really like even though it is like clearly he's like you know shredding a bit more it's a bit kind of heavier There are some really like catchy hooks as well
0: oh he he's incapable of (laughs) you know not writing a catchy hook that's too many negatives but uh yeah yeah see that it even with everything, it is still definitely a mm. Weezer album. It's just the selection of weirder Weezer songs. I like songs. a
1: bit weird. I was into it, yeah.
0: But just from that big opening riff on "American Gigolo," I'm like, yeah, this is this is what I was hoping for when I I read the interview where he said he loves mm. "Raining Blood." This this will <laughs> work for me. No, I don't have to actually listen to Slayer.
1: Yeah. So when my sister would have been about 14, I think, I don't know if if you do this in the States, but in the UK, uh, what would it be? Year nine in school when you're about 14, you do work experience for about a week. You go out and do something. Um, And, you know, obviously the aim is to do something quite interesting, but often people don't bother. It's, you know, something you have to do and tick off. Uh, But my sister was very lucky. She got to go and be an intern, not an intern, because you're, basically you're just making cups of tea. But uh, she did work experience at Sony Records in London. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she had a really great time, found it really interesting. And at the end of her week's work experience, they opened up the, like, storeroom, and they were like, right, you've got five minutes, help yourself to as much as you can carry.
0: <laughs> so Ooh. she came home with some Ooh. really
1: random records and CDs, like, from, do you remember Desiree? <laughs> it's like... Learn? yeah oh, yeah learn. you gotta be so she got
0: that's deep. oh yeah life the, yeah. the second single that's a so that's she a good had that
1: one and some slayer records as well <laughs> just like yeah
0: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a label with a a, a breadth mm. of uh of artists that's amazing
1: yeah. so that was my first experience oh. of slayer alongside desire
0: <laughs> that's that's a good pairing i mm-hmm. love that that's great. Yeah, I didn't, uh, like, I knew Slayer as a as a reference, you know, as a T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, Weezer actually had a, a, a Slayer parody shirt. Because um, there was, like, a, 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 a Slayer, I don't know if it was a, an album or a song or a, I don't think it was an album, but it might be a song or just, like, a slogan they put on their shirts, uh, like, Satanic Wehrmacht. Okay. And uh, the Weezer shirt was Geek Tannik Weezmacht. Of course. <laughs> and if if you didn't really know the Slayer thing, it made zero sense. Even knowing the Slayer thing and and having looked up the translation of Wehrmacht, I, it still makes very little sense on a Weezer shirt. No. <laughs> um, the Weezer also did a, a, a Judas Priest. Um, because Judas Priest has the album British Steel. Uh, they did a, a shirt that said American Rock. And uh, just a hand holding a rock, it, it, and that's not going to cut into your hand the way the British steel razor blade mm-hmm.
1: did.
0: <laughs> fun. Uh, let's see. Anything else for Weezer or Slayer or Counting Crows? <laughs> okay, then we will roll on uh, to the next tune here.
1: Time left back. Throw down your so I can
0: climb right back. Alright, Nirvana's heart shaped box uh from ninety threes uh, in utero. Mm-hmm. Um second Nirvana entrance on the uh, on the mixtape. Disc one had uh, "Man Who Sold the World," and we, I was gonna say, "Man Who Sold the World" kind of held the spot for also being a David Bowie song. But there is also David Bowie on that first disc. So, it, and for not being, so I never saw Nirvana as my band. Mm-hmm. I saw kids around me in middle school and high school with the you know the t-shirts, and for some reason, in uh, a couple of the the kids in ju- middle school who were really into it got to like I don't I don't know what it was. I know they they kept saying An Avrin and writing An Avrin. I don't know if it was like a band they were gonna form or whatever, but it's you know Nirvana backwards. Right, right, right. An Avrin. And that got me spelling stuff backwards for a long time. <laughs> the, the especially the stuff I was into at the moment. So uh Oasis, I know backwards is Sisiao. Of course. And uh I I, I, I had to debate like, well, if you do blink 182 backwards, is it 281 Knilb or Knilb 281? Mm. Dumb. (laughs) And uh, of course, um, the sports team I was most into at the time, Utah Jazz, you got Hatu Zaj. (laughs) And that mostly comes from just like looking on the other side of a a hat that I had. So the the print was inverted. (laughs) Hatu. That's fun.
1: Yeah, I can't remember why, but we had a phase at school where we were kind of doing that. And, you know, it kind of came out that My Name Backwards is hilarious because um, it's Anex, which sounds very rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a kind of unwanted nickname for a little while.
0: Yeah, I can see that. My my name backwards is Nomad. That's pretty cool. It's, yeah, I like that. Um so, heart shaped box was uh, for a long time actually my favorite Nirvana song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like it was you know obviously a, a big hit, popular music video, but it wasn't. It smells like Teen Spirit. It wasn't. Come as you are. Felt more mine than those did. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the on the re listen, uh, getting ready for for this episode, what I realized is the sound in heart shaped box that I like is also the sound on uh, the second Bush album that I like Hmm. because Bush always got uh, smeared with the, uh, you know, Nirvana ripoff, Pearl Jam ripoff. And I, I, when at the time when music was like hyper uh, categorized for me, I was very much able to listen to 16 stone and say this, doesn't sound exactly like nirvana so it sounds nothing like nirvana i can hear it all now um pulled pulled back a bit a bit more perspective knowing what other music at the time sounded like it didn't have to sound not everything had to be uh alternative rock
1: yeah yeah and i think when you're in the moment especially you know at that kind of age you get very uh like protective of the stuff you like don't you
0: oh absolutely yeah uh, but yeah, listening to heart Shape box again, I, I definitely hear like greedy fly and cold contagious and that dark, slow, clean guitar on the, on the verse. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, that, that's a connection of, of two of the things I like. <laughs> so that was that. Um, I don't like in reflection. I don't think I needed another Nirvana song on here, but I think it goes okay. Uh, honestly, after um, what were uh, after Jim Blossoms and uh, Counting Crows, I think it's it's very '90s. Yeah, that wasn't my intention, but it's not something I could avoid either.
1: Yeah, you've got a little '90s be... run here, really, haven't you? Yeah,
0: was mm. that well? I didn't have anything from the 2010s yet, so it's harder to to do the time traveling. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's a good song it, it's it's got a like a real i don't know there's still something about that sound it's like especially on the chorus like the janky hey wait and it, it it's it's got a, a little uh the music journalist in me is failing <laughs> it's got something that i like
1: yeah i have vague recollections i mean obviously i wasn't there or i was there but i wasn't old enough to appreciate um, Nirvana the first time around, but I have recollections of speaking to older friends, like people's brothers and sisters and stuff, um, who seem to think of *In Utero* as like a bit of a sellout album.
0: Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because I, if uh so, keep keep going. I'll 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 come back <laughs> in with it
1: yeah no just this kind of like oh you know well they were cool before then <laughs> and then you know obviously they've got these like high wow. production value mtv videos and stuff by that point but you know even in retrospect yeah. i just oh don't get gosh. that
0: <laughs> oh absolutely not because I, I i distinctly remember the first time i listened to in utero because i'd been listening to uh Nevermind, uh pr- pretty frequently i listened to it a fair amount i had it on the other side of a cassette with uh smash by the offspring nice. um and so I was like, no, I get, I get this album. I see why people are, are into it. And the first time I listened to In Utero, it starts up with, with Scentless Apprentice, which is just thudding drums and like really uh, – the, and the guitar is, is not melodic at all, just – and and the way Kurt is just kind of screeching the vocal, I was like, oh, I get it their their breakthrough album was hugely successful and now they are actively trying to sound (laughs) difficult
1: they're sabotaging themselves
0: yeah that's i had the exact opposite thought like oh they're 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 trying to make you earn it now
1: i mean i feel like that's probably closer to reality
0: yeah i mean from what i know about kurt and and everything Mm -hmm. that I feel good about my hypothesis there much better than about your friend's hypothesis.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think sometimes that's so funny, you know, kids just like to have an opinion for the sake of having an opinion. Don't they?
0: Absolutely. And I, and I definitely remember, uh, having the opinion where I came into this band at this point. Yeah. And this is the final point. You know, if I came in at their third album, then they're allowed to have the first two and they can be different than the one that I came in on, but they can't change further after yeah, that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Hmm. <laughs> uh, which is kind of what happened with Incubus, I guess. I came in, uh, make yourself and into Morning View. Mm-hmm. So science was, you know, got to be its own thing in the pre-science, Mr. Bungle, Sort of stuff amongus, got amongus. to be its own thing. Yeah. But the true sound of Incubus was make yourself. And then Morning View was different, but still like good. Like it was undeniably good. Like I couldn't hate Morning mm-hmm. View. Uh, but it just, I couldn't stick around for a Crow after the murder. Also, I was on my mission when it came out and I didn't get a chance to listen to it until it had, I guess, cooled off yeah. in my brain. I wasn't quite as excited for it.
1: Yeah i i didn't mind crow left of the murder but i didn't didn't love it and then just kind of fell off at that point really
0: yeah i i do i do remember being at like uh the walmart doing our grocery shopping and swinging by the cd section we like i bet that song's good (laughs) i bet that song's good i wonder what that one's like Mm. but yeah, just never had the opportunity. I think part of what I never had the opportunity to do was flip through the the book, um, the CD book, and get the vibe of the thing and see what the the art on the disc looked like. All those sort of things that that could have pulled me on in.
1: Mm. So just yeah. just back to Nirvana briefly, and um, yeah, the members of. Have you seen that uh, Foo Fighters have made a horror film?
0: A uh, Studio Six Six Six. Yeah, I've I've heard it's really fun i I don't know if good necessarily but very fun and very like effective for what it is
1: yeah i think i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to say that i mean i love stupid horror i love dave Grohl. let's do this
0: (laughs) yeah i I, yeah i think it's it's right for you specifically Mm. um oh stupid horror um have you have you seen okay so beautiful babies if if you don't follow me on twitter at goboy72 uh, what I've been doing lately at work is uh, normally I've got a playlist of just podcasts on my iPod that I listen to through the day, uh, but I've been trying to put in at least one uh, music album uh, every day and then kind of cataloging it on, on Twitter uh, to hold myself accountable for this thing that doesn't matter <laughs> at all. Uh, and yesterday uh, I listened to the soundtrack to the movie Cooties by a band called Krang, <laughs> And I haven't seen the movie, but Zen, I think that might be kind of your vibe if I remember the, the trailer right. We're talking about dumb horror. That might have been something. To, have, you, have you seen that I've one? I've not
1: seen it, but I did see your tweet and yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. I mean, I, I say I've not seen it. It feels like something I should have seen.
0: Yeah, like it, it may have come around with like six other things that were oh, wait. at least the same level of what you might have seen. It's so this the one that came out in 2014
1: not with Elijah Wood
0: i think so yeah. oh
1: yeah i've seen that that's very silly
0: <laughs> there you go that's great yeah so the, the way i came by that one is uh i was at the library at the Orem library um and the way they've got their cds arranged like the you know there's hip-hop jazz country pop rock which is like mostly what i'm looking at electronic my favorite category unique mm. where you'll find uh Uh, I can't think of any of the artists in there. I think there's like Frank Zappa in there. And then uh, Nurse with Wound is one of the groups. And that might have been where I found the... You might be able to help me with this. Einsteiger Neubauten? yeah, The industrial group. (laughs) I remember the album's called Halbermensch. That's much easier for me to say. (laughs) Halbermensch. yeah. Anyway. Um, and then, uh, shows where they've got all their soundtracks in the shows section. And so often when I'm like, Oh, that thing had a good soundtrack and I'll, I'll be looking for that and not find it, but find something else. And that's how I found the Cooties soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I've had that for however long and never actually listened to it. And this was my, my excuse, my opportunity.
1: Yeah. Cause from the, um, artwork on your twitter i thought it was like 70s or something but
0: yeah which well, when i saw that i was like oh that's the elijah wood one i love that they did that like video store yeah,
1: yeah.
0: horror box art it, it really felt like going through going through the uh the local video place and wow well, what i always used to do is go through the horror section and have no interest in watching <laughs> any of these movies terrifying but being utterly fascinated by the artwork on the box. Mm-hmm. Um, which honestly never held up to the, uh, or yeah, w- was always way better than the actual screenshots on the back of the box. Oh, yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, and they'd have like these like, you know, it would kind of tease some sort of thing that never even happens in the film, like, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think like uh, Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. The, the actual monster in Pumpkinhead, nothing like the box art or you know, all the pumpkins on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Halloween and Halloween two, I think specifically had like the, the kitchen knife pumpkin motif. Yeah. But looking on the back of the box, there's none of that.
1: Nope. How very dare they? Yeah. That was a learning curve <laughs> as a child.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the, oh man. So do you, do you remember there was a, like a year or two before the Michael Keaton, Dad comes back as a snowman movie, Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. Do you remember there was a horror movie called Jack Frost? Yes. It had the lenticular box art. Oh. So you move it one way and it's just like a regular pleasant looking snowman. And then you move it the other way and it's, you know, he's got icicle fangs and <laughs> he's coming right at you.
1: Amazing.
0: That was, that was intense.
1: Ah, oh, you sell Sort of loads. thing as
0: an adult you can look at and say, oh yeah, this looks stupid both ways, but... <laughs> just terrifies a 12 year old
1: gosh yeah I remember on the, on the rare occasion that my parents would be like okay you can rent a horror film I'd 100% pick it based on the on the cover art and then I'd get about 10 minutes in yeah. and be like meh this is boring I'm not going to watch this
0: <laughs> yeah I, I want a movie that's just the artwork for critters I, <laughs> I don't want to have to actually deal with characters <laughs> or anything
1: yeah totally uh,
0: alright so heart-shaped box sound like we've covered it yep all right all right okay yeah talk about pop radio hits backbeat the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out
1: i'm sure you've heard it all before but you never really had it doubt
0: i don't believe that anybody feels the way i do about you now
1: And
0: all the roads we have to walk winding. And all the lights that lead us there are blinding. I mean, it, I'm of two minds about this being on here. <laughs> on the one hand, this is the song that hooked me on Oasis. Mm-hmm. I, I heard it on the radio. It, it had a little bit of melancholy to it. I hadn't, uh, you know, the first Oasis album didn't hit over here. So, you know, I, I I didn't know rock and roll star supersonic or live forever or anything. So this was, this was the first I was hearing and yeah, it had just something to the tone of it. And I I realized again, on this re-listen having some revelations, it, does play the same sort of role that the world I know by collective soul has. Uh, That was, we listened to on disc one, it's got the, the cello. Mm -hmm. It's quite melancholy, uh, wistful. There's an immediate nostalgia to it. Uh, And so because of that, sure. It it's it gets to be the Oasis song that goes on 154 minutes. But also, man, it's Wonderwall. You don't nobody needs me to tell them about Wonderwall. I like I'm hesitant even on Project Sabrina, the mixes I'm making for my nieces and nephews. I'm hesitant to even use Wonderwall there. I use Don't Look Back in Anger. Yeah. Um so if if I wanted to and it also, if I had any understanding of, of how uh, Oasis had worked in England in the '90s, mm-hmm. like exactly what a monolith.
1: <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, specifically sending uh, Wonderwall on a compilation to a British person is a bold yeah. move.
0: <laughs> <laughs> An ignorant move. Uh, is I was going to use
1: is. that word. <laughs> not
0: not malicious. Not not you know anything like that. I, I that was true ignorance. I just did not know. <laughs>
1: oh it's nice it's nice hearing you talk about oasis because i I, i'm sure i've said before like they've just kind of been done to death for me so i've lost a lot of appreciation for them but uh yeah you're right this song does have all those things that you said and yeah just you know it's it's kind of uh it's lost that for me but i can appreciate what you're saying
0: yeah, it's lost a lot of that for me as well, but what but it's still whenever I go back to the actual version and it's not, you know, a big crowd of of people or uh, you know, a guy at a party with an acoustic guitar <laughs> that it's become uh, I'm like I it's I still get it, you know, yeah. listening back to it cuz sometimes you listen back to something that was huge in the 90s and you're like was it was it <laughs> were we really listening to Are You Jimmy Ray? I, not that much obviously but it was there it was a big hit and, and what, what it was a hit not a big hit but then but then you go back and listen to wonder while you, you know the song's got it and you're like that's yeah and you listen to later oasis and you're like yeah noel had lightning for two albums yeah where he was able to just let the pure natural songwriters instinct flow and then it starts to you know taper off and you have to do hard work and and it it gets tougher um i still love all the first four albums plus the master plan i love i yeah i'll say i love standing on the shoulders of giants why not
1: yeah i mean there were you know there were still hits yeah by that point yeah yeah
0: and you know and I'll, i'll i'll throw on uh heathen chemistry every once in a while and be like okay yeah there's still something here songbird's a great little tune it's not like any other oasis song it's it's something different but something that's good. true you know, i of, of the it's, kind it's of there.
1: i still think of that as recent and it's not recent at all but
0: um <laughs> no that is 20 years
1: yeah. yeah i like songbird
0: yeah so wonderwall man it's there mm-hmm. it it earned its spot uh, to be clear it earned its spot and then in the years ensuing it it lost its spot but it it is it is the honest choice yeah. like i i could have you know gone uh, morning glory or something off the master oh, the master plan is so good no no b-sides compilation has any right to be that solid front to back um i don't know the, the
1: uh, pixies I mean, b-side uh that's pretty good that's
0: true the pixies b-sides is pretty great mm. um yeah yeah, I have to see I, I had my choice, I think, between uh, death to the Pixies and the Pixies B-sides. I went death to the Pixies because the one I found had a, a live bonus disc. Mm-hmm. So that's that was my, my entry to the Pixies uh, my first year in college bought it on eBay of all places nice. because not because I had a credit card at the time, I didn't. But I had a college-issued email address, which also would let you get an eBay account. Guys, remember when eBay was new? It wasn't fully ubiquitous. It was new and kind of a novelty. Barely. So it, you had to have either a credit card or the type of email address that verified your identity. So you're an actual student yeah, at a college yeah. email address. So I would buy things and send a check. Wow. I was not well-liked by eBay <laughs> sellers. Um, Gosh,
1: yeah. So I can't even remember what they were called, but when when you were obviously too young to have checkbooks and things like that, you could send postal...
0: or Like a money order?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've sent a couple money orders in my yeah. life, yeah.
1: I remember ordering... An album from some band that I'd seen at my first ever show. They were like the the support group, and I like, "Yeah, I want their album," and I had to send off this like money stamp thing, whatever it was. It's all very uh, antiquated these days.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Was I doing all this online shopping via check? Because I would buy stuff from like the HMV website, and it can't have been. Mm. Had had to have been a parent's credit card for some of those. I don't know. That's why That's ringing
1: a bell, actually. I do vaguely remember getting stuff on my parents' cards and then like having, you know, an itemized list of, I spent £2.50 on this and I spent £2.55 on this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. That's uh,
0: weird weird times, weird transitional mm. times. Um, yeah,
1: I keep getting ads so, on Twitter for like, I mean, you know as i have said before i don't have kids but i keep getting ads for like bank cards for children basically Huh? very strange yeah stop advertising it to me
0: (laughs) oh what have i been getting i'll know i'm not going to remember it in time for it to be something i can say out loud on the show i've been getting ads for stuff that just that's not What what gave you the idea that that's what I was into? Yeah, totally. Because a lot of the stuff, like, they've gotten to the point where, like, yes, you know how to advertise to me, I get this. But then there's just been this streak of, I don't know, something that's not relevant.
1: Yeah, I think, like, you know, you click on something really random and it just completely messes up the algorithm. And they're like, (laughs) yes, this person wants, I don't know, hiking boots. And it's like, no, no, I do not.
0: Yeah. Well, see, that... That's what uh, makes my wish suggestions so, so strange is because there's weird stuff on wish. And and so you click on it Mm -hmm. to see what that even is. And, and turns out it's drug paraphernalia. And so now that's a lot of what, uh, if I'm just browsing wish and not looking specifically for something is that, and then I, I see, so, oh, that's a weird, weirdly shaped piece of plastic. What what does that do? Oh, okay. That's, that's also for weed. Okay. (laughs) Or, you know. There's there's like genuine crack pipes on there. It's oh my God. It's just like a glass ball of the and the you know just a regular glass pipe. Like you can't put the flame to what you're doing. That's for methamphetamine or whatever you have.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've only ever seen like the super weird like helmets for chickens or. I don't know, you know. <laughs> I, I can't even think. My friend sent me one the other day that was like some sort of sexy underwear for men. That was like a tutu. Just, just who yeah, comes up with this stuff? You know,
0: a lot, a lot of those on there. Yeah. Um. So that covers Oasis, ooh, right? Yeah. I think that does it. Ah, uh, it's a good tangenty episode. I love it. Um. All right. Yeah. Let's ooh. Let's roll into this next one. This is a this is an exciting one for me. That's The Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. Um, I had it queued up to that spot because the version that ended up on the CD that we sent to you was not the album version Mm. uh, and was not the... uh, So that came out on uh, Bleed American, but they had done a version for their previous album, Clarity, that was like a B-side or something. So you can look online and pretty easily find the Clarity version of Sweetness. Um, but that was a demo version. Uh, and this, this just comes from, I think, uh, saying, Hey, uh, Angie, find these songs and put them on the CD. (laughs) Uh, And that's the one, you know, the audio galaxy days, you can't always be as accurate as you'd like to be. Uh, but it turns out that's kind of a rare one, a tough one to find. It's not on Spotify at all. So it's only on the, that version is on the YouTube playlist, but that even that took some looking. Mm. Um, and it's got the, the thing that really sets it apart is that acoustic guitar solo in the, uh, the breakdown there. And so that's why I had that particular bit queued up.
1: Nice. Yeah. I did wonder for a second, I was like, this is not the most well-known bit, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that version is, I think it is my favorite version of, uh, of the sweetness, which for a long time, I don't know if it still is, but for a long time was my favorite song on Lead American. Um, just the way the just the drums on it and the way like they'll fall apart or fall out of the mix and then come back in. And then like, there'll be the guitar without any beat behind it. Just kind of jangling. It's, it's fun. It's got fun dynamics for me. Um, Jimmy Eat world. Uh, uh, one of the, the bands I get to say, I saw them a little bit before they hit, uh, cause they were touring with Weezer when I saw them at, uh, uh, where did I see them? was it shepherd's bush empire i think so
1: yeah that seems um, like a good fit i can see them july
0: 3rd 2001 uh and so that was before bleed american had come out um and i'd kind of heard of jimmy Eat world it's a band name you don't forget when you've heard mm-hmm. it uh they were on uh duran duran tribute album yep. they do a, a one of the sad slow ones and uh And I really love their live show. And when I heard Sweetness, I was like, I think I remember them doing this when when I saw them. I'd love to see them again now that I know, you know, a lot more of their material from that time Mm. uh, to be able to like kind of appreciate the songs. But they were great, great live show. I've seen them since then. They're still. I saw them in like 2006. They're still good, but there's more music that I didn't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I've seen them like at a festival or supporting someone. But yeah. They, they were never like one
0: of my bands, but yeah. And it, it's because, because they opened for, for Weezer that they became one of my mm, bands. Yeah. Um, and uh, when we were in line, see, we didn't know anybody like anything about who was, who else was on the venue or on the, uh, the bill. So we're in line and someone comes by handing out little cardboard sleeve CDs with, I think there's just two tracks, two or three tracks on there. Um, it's uh not not even like big hits it doesn't have like bleed american or, or the middle or anything it's uh authority song and i will look up the other one and post it <laughs> later but that's uh a fun little rarity as well cuz one of the versions is not the standard version i was like this is really cool is it was really cool uh Thing and the second band from Arizona, not only the second band from Arizona on this disc, but the second on this episode, Jim Blossoms are also
1: Ah.
0: an Arizona band.
1: There you
0: go, which doesn't mean anything, but (laughs) I it's just I sometimes want to put together like a big playlist with you know one artist from every state or something, but then what do you do about New York and California? Or do you pick just I guess Red Hot Chili Peppers? the california East of the California <laughs> yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: New York, I mean, come on. God.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I guess just Ramones, right? Uh, yeah, I, I was don't just know.
1: thinking. The New York Dolls from New York, I assume.
0: New York Dolls, yeah. Strokes, yeah. very New York. See, Nas.
1: Yeah. How do you choose? Go by Borough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go by, yeah, I was thinking that with California too. Like, I guess you could like do a San Diego band and, you know, one band from Orange County, um, Long Beach, you got San Francisco bands, uh, you know, kind of spread it around. Mm. But that's that's a tough one. It's like, oh, yeah, Nevada, you, the killers, boom, Utah, Imagine Dragons or Neon Trees. They also represent Nevada if you want to. Uh, Idaho, it's just built to spill and that's it.
1: Oh, um, uh, yeah, no, I was about to say something very stupid there.
0: And then, uh, Montana, oh, Montana is a fun one, uh, because so the, the Decemberists are a Portland band, but Colin Malloy went to university in Montana and his first band, Tarkio is a Montana band. Hmm. So something I sometimes think about I'm trying to figure out who's, I was going to say who's from Vermont, but fish, fish is from Vermont. Nice. I don't know who's from New Hampshire. Nice. No uh all right well that's five songs and about an hour do you want to so we've only got four left
1: uh i think that's probably an episode isn't it four songs you think so Yeah.
0: yeah yeah uh yeah we can do we can we can call that and do the next one cool um anything else you want to uh tack on here anything the the listener needs to check out you've been watching or listening to or
1: hmm, what have i been doing no not really i i've i've been on a weird little spiral for the uh for writing the pub quiz i've been listening to lots of like show tunes this weekend
0: <laughs> awesome
1: <laughs> um, which yeah it's um, kind of you know not everybody's cup of tea
0: no so and i was trying to think well what do what do i like that's show tunesy um And I realized, so I've never liked the movie or, you know, the the play Grease Mm -hmm. has never been my thing. And for whatever reason, in high school around that time, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, there was like a, Grease had this big revival. There's like Grease mega mixes that would get played at dances. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, but what I, I did, I have realized as an adult is the song Grease, the one that's not A fifties throwback Mm -hmm. thing. That's a good song. (laughs) It's the word. It's the motion, man. Yeah. It's the way that we're feeling. I don't know what that means, but
1: I have no idea. It's a
0: good song. Um. It's it's a fun one to hear out of out of the context of the movie.
1: Did you know that I am related to Olivia Newton John from Greece?
0: Really? That's very fun.
1: Yeah. She's uh, my dad's second cousin, something like that, on the German side. (laughs)
0: Oh. Okay. Well, I was going to say because she's Australian, right?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, she's half German. I think her. Oh, well. okay. Pick a parent. One of them's German.
0: There you go. Uh, and it, it's so hard to not casually refer to Australians as criminals, but I'm going to try not to. <laughs> They've been through enough living in Australia. They don't. They don't need me casting aspersions.
1: You know, when every day you could be eaten by various yeah. creatures.
0: There's a I forget what children's show. There's a children's show that has an episode about being nice to spiders or kind of being friendly to spiders, but they can't show it in Australia because they got too many messed up spiders.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's slightly different when you've got like a pretty innocuous little American or, or European house spider and then you've got something that's literally yeah. gonna eat like a pigeon, you know. It's uh
0: Right. Yeah. When when you've got city spiders, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Your city spiders are fine. Um Okay, so I will uh, uh, say, check out a show. uh, It's on HBO Max here. It started somewhere else and kind of didn't catch on, but then HBO Max picked it up for another season. Uh, It's a show called The Other Two. And uh, it's what I haven't been watching it like episode to episode, but Katie's been watching. Uh, I've, I've seen a good amount of it, but then like she'll just be watching it and I'll come in and not really know what's happening. It'll still make me laugh quite hard it's good solid jokes uh it's about the two older siblings of a kid who becomes a youtube singing sensation like a a justin bieber type brilliant and they're you know early 30s and trying to figure out career stuff and now they're sucked into this weird whirlwind of fame and and uh vapid celebrity it's it's very fun very good show sounds good Uh, cool all right well if that's everything as always